tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis.
it really is the uh, art of your board, isn't it? It's literally. Oh, yes. Purple R, which I assume is Purple Rain, is also a purple. Probably should say that the Strymon Olars also had Yeah. Yeah. And then 
for the final flourish. Uh, Timeline set to a setting called War. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's a walkthrough of the board uh, and some of the things it can <coughs> do. Uh, any questions, Gary? Yeah, I mean, um, there was one point where I thought I was hearing chorus and I think it was the delay taking the chorus note through in a strong kind of sound. Can, can you give us a demonstration of that again? It was on... Um, sure. I mean, what I'm going to do as well, once I've done this, I'm going to walk through kind of what each thing does mm. and how it does it briefly. I'll tell you the reason for this as well. I have so many students who are really confused. Yeah. They go into a shop, and I swear, unless they had the guidance of like the, the shop assistant, they would buy the pedal in the colour that they like the most. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I think I was there. Go back two years, I remember a lesson we did on delay, and I, I think uh, if I was to listen to the, that back now, I think I probably didn't even know what a delay was, really. <laughs> exactly. This Apart is... from, uh, you know, a visit to the M25 or something like that, which is a motorway in England around the London uh, where there's a lot of delays, yeah. Small, small country, too many motors. But I mean, the, the questions that I have... Oh, I'm thinking of buying such and such a pedal. Should I buy it? Or mm. I want to buy a pedal, but people know these pedals exist. Even people who've never picked up a guitar know that we use pedals to sculpt our sound a little bit. Yeah. But they don't really know why. You then get other people who call them talent boosters, which is a bit of an unfortunate kind of sort of thing because, you know, they are a tool. Yeah. And just because you've got loads of pedals doesn't mean you're going to switch them all on at once. Mm. But certain atmospheric kind of patterns of playing and stuff are may you know, may makes a massive difference if you can get a sound that supports that. Yeah, and we've only got a selection of pedals here, haven't we? I mean, anyway, I mean, yeah. Although you'd be amazed the minute people see a big pedal board, you know, they think, "Well, you must be crap then," because you're seeing all of that. What they don't realise is where your core sound is coming from. My core sound is really simple. I use a clean boost through the front just so I can control a bit more kind of how hard we're hitting the front end. Yeah. And I use it more on some amps and less on others, depending on what the amp's got. Sometimes it gives an amp... When you crank an amp up, it kind of has this kind of plays itself kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, compression kind of takes over and it, and it sounds really great. You then get an amp when it's on tick over is quite easy to manage. And there's this elusive middle ground, which unfortunately for most of us is often where we find ourselves, yeah. you know, when we're most playing a pub or something, you know, where, where we really could 
can't, we can't play any louder. Yeah. But we could just do the little bit of a leg up from the amp, you know, just, just, just make it flow a little nicer. Yeah. And part of that is technique, but sometimes hitting the front end of an amp hard just to give it that kind of response to the game just kind of makes it feel a little bit nicer to play. Yeah. As well. And sounds a little, a little, a little better. Um, do you want to play something through my my pedal? Yeah, let's I'll, do I'll, it. I'll stick it on and off. Feel more comfortable with you doing it. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fine. There you go. So fine. And then I can. Uh, I'm gonna run talk about here. it. Oh yeah, well, that's all right. There you go. But yeah, if you want to turn your knob. Yeah, and then I'll get my little power standby. Uh, got it on the boost setting there. Take the. Tuner off. Okay. This is a uh, Blackstar HT5 amp. No reverb, nothing. This is really a blank canvas if ever there was one. So I've got the um, Corona TC Electronic there, which is the chorus. And that's. I have that literally to one setting, to be honest. When I bought this off Dan, he had helpfully left some permanent marker. <laughs> on each of the knobs. Where it sounded best. <laughs> and uh, if we call that the sweet spot, I do just tend to keep it on that, that setting. I do really like that. Would there be any little adaptions you'd make to that? When you Depends were... how rich you want it. You know, if you want it more warbly, you can. By putting the speed up. Or sometimes, you know, you can put the speed up if you want. Or the depth will give you quite a. Yeah. If too much is what you want, great. Yeah. So that's your Corona chorus. That's the Corona chorus. Got the delay, which really kind of just does what it says on the tin. So the DSD3, the digital sampler delay, has uh, a mode. It's got two delay settings, one slower and one quicker. And then you've got fine tuning of feedback, output and um, the level on each, but it's also got a sampler as well, which... Uh, press once, hang on, press once and it records, press again. Oh. Can't remember how to use that. Never use it. There. Hold it down. So I never really use that to be honest. <laughs> Don't know. Some people probably do. Um, so that's that. Then it's got the compressor. Which is, I tend to have everything set to roughly 12 o'clock. I find if the sustain goes up too high on there, it gets a bit too noisy. Actually sounds alright, to be honest. You've also hit upon another interesting little thing. You can always use a compressor if you don't have a clean boost, like a clean boost. Right, okay. If I put the level up a bit more. Maybe 
might even the attack up a little bit. There we are. Off. On. Yeah, that's quite a subtle boost, isn't it? If I chuck the level up a bit more. Off. On. Quite. Yeah, quite chunky now. As a boost. Although for a boost, I don't. Quite a nice sound, I think those boss pedals, some of them can be really good. The compressor one is really good, and the overdrive one is great. Take a listen to this. I mean, I I've pop the compressor off. Yeah. There we go. So clean. quite a subtle kind of boost, but also a bit more kind of compression and a bit more kind oh, of drive. Right, it's so there. subtle that's going for it. Yeah. Drive on the amp. That's a bit more subtle there. Add the level. A little trick with these things is you can sometimes leave the drive down a bit. Yeah. If you want to use it more like a clean boost, you can colour it a bit and crank the level up a bit. There we go then. That's on. A lot less noisy. Off. And also. On. And cleaner. That's the uh, OD3, Boss OD3. Uh, where are we up to? I've got a reverb on my amp. So I've got this other reverb pedal that I normally just use for additional reverb. It's actually pretty nice. That's a Hoff. That's nice, All isn't the it? the Mini. Lovely pedal. The Hoff Mini I got with that guitar we saw a few lessons ago, that acoustic. So I'm pretty chuffed with that, to be honest. Um, so I have, tend to have that off most of the time and just use it for a bit more atmosphere. Um, clean boost, though, I use the equaliser. So off, on. Now I also use the equaliser. If I'm playing with uh, a piano, um, I think we did Karma Police and we're playing very similar stuff. Yeah. So instead of like rewriting the whole thing, because we've got this kind of very specific rhythm, mm -hmm. what I tend to do is um, knock down all the bass and knock up. Hang on, it's actually which way around is it? Like that, I think it is. No, it'd be that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm picking up the bass, I think. So, so you can hear that sort of off, and then sculpting the sound with all the bass. Probably the other way around. <laughs> but I'd have to have a check of... Um... So yeah, you can use that in very different ways. It's got um, seven different equaliser settings, mm. hence G7, and uh, picks up the different... Uh, frequencies, you can raise them, lower them. Yeah. Should we pretend really that someone's a beginner? Yeah, okay. And what I'm going to do, I'm going to go through my board again. Yeah. I'm going to give a brief description of the 
think from my board, there may be some others which come to mind. Yeah. Um, okay. As I said earlier, I, I frequently get asked by my students, what should I buy? Yeah, okay, cool. Which is a fair question to ask. Ah, you had a question, actually. Let's answer that first. Yeah. I have a delay setting on here called ice. And I'll go into more depth later. But what it allows you to do is, is have your delays set at anywhere in the octave. Oh, right, okay. So oh, it's like nice, a pitch-shifted delay. So your delay doesn't have to be the same note you've already got. So I have mine set, so it's an octave up. So all the repeats are on the Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's exactly what I was hearing. And that was picking up, because you had the chorus on at the same time, and I was picking that up, and I was just left with this kind of choral shimmer. Nice. So my bass sound without the delay on. Like that. If I add into it, I've got the lighter chorus sound. Yeah. Subtle. Pretty subtle chorus there. Add in the ice. you're playing. Yeah, it's taking those notes and, and delays an octave up. So essentially it's like having a kind of noise gate on the bass. <laughs> through these pedals yeah um these days there's so much choice yeah so much choice when it comes to pedals that are out there and they they range from relatively sort of inexpensive stand um, by these for a second oh can't believe i'm going to need to yeah yeah that's all right yeah no worries um they range from the sort of relatively inexpensive like your cheap and cheerful behringer pedals up to things which run into the hundreds. Yeah. You know, if you want to go beyond the realm of pedals, you've then got things like the Axe Effects 2 and the Kemper with the amp modelling and the yeah and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, effects, it's a massive, massive market. Well, it's like the time... I mean, the, the time... In, in answer to your original question, the timeline's great, isn't it? Because it's got the looper on it as well. <laughs> it has. Uh, I've got the multi-switch, which allows me to do several things if I want to. I've got it set to 
toggle between the presets. Yeah. But you can also set it up along with the unit. I've, I've also placed it down here at the, at front, the front, yeah. So I can have the, the delay at the back. But you can also set it up so if it's sort of right there with the unit, you've, you've got a six button looper. Yeah. The thing I like with Strymon and stuff is it just kind of works. I mean, it's really expensive, but for what it does, if you were just setting out, and you because because my suggestion for a beginner mm. would uh, is some you, you've got the looper built into the timeline, mm. but a looper is a great practice. I've I've really been switched on to the value of a, the practice of, that you get for it, mm. the timing and everything that you get out of a looper pedal is great. Me, so you get that in the timeline as well. The other awesome thing though with things like the the timeline is it does so many different sounds. Yeah. So there's something like what they refer to as delay engine, 16 different delay engines, I think, in, in this one pedal. Yeah, um, that's the lights around the switch, is it? All that's right. Types, yeah. So, I mean, you have, if I go to the wall, yeah. I've got a much... So you can hear there's a, a much darker repeat. Spot on the sound, isn't it? Spot on the sound, <laughs> the Gilmore sound there. Well, it? that's the analog sound coming through. Right. So yeah. it, it's like a digital footprint of an analog tone. You then go yeah. to always, it's a pristine delay. Actually, if you go to a clean setting, yeah. you might hear it a bit this better. This one here. So below that. That's it. So you hear the wall. Oh yeah, there you go. It's quite warm. The direct copy of the previous. Much more pristine. Yeah. Well, I don't know if that's going to come across on YouTube, but it's uh, certainly through a big amp it does. Yeah. So the always is an always on delay. Yeah. Ice is the bit shifted one. Yeah. Duck, ducking delay, when you're playing a lot. It pulls it out of the, the signal a bit. Yeah. So, I've got so you. it doesn't make a mess. Yeah. And when you're playing less. It's more, it's more present. That's right. Yeah. Uh, the one for Purple Rain. Ooh, rhythm. It's, <laughs> it's a smear delay. It might well be a pattern delay. Yeah, it's a pattern. So the delay is in a set pattern that they've yeah. already chosen. <laughs> but then the delay repeats smeared together like a reverb, so they mash together. <laughs> When you play to delay, if you play something really, really um, staccato, that's when you hear it most, isn't it? Yeah, with this. Yeah. You can hear the rhythm really strongly there. But you can also hear it's mashed together. Yeah. Then we've got a more straight delay in the solo. Streets have no name. Um, that's... 
a multi-tap. There's two delay sounds in one. Yeah, dual delay. He does it all with rack. Does he do it all, all on a rack or I something? I think he used to use a memory man. Ah, right, okay. Memory man delays. But I think it's dotted eights. Right, okay. Or something like that. So um, what you're hearing one and then you're hearing the other. Yeah. Obviously through a stereo, if you had a stereo rig, they would ping pong from side to side. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Making the guitar yeah. sound huge. Reverse okay. delay we've got. So this is where it sort of... Sounds like guitar recorded back. Yeah. advertising instrument just don't forget us right <laughs> I've then got like a tape delay here now this is like a, a slap back rock and roll the telly through that doesn't it <laughs> it certainly does um, another multi-tap it's like you run like hell setting yeah yeah it's got dual on there again yeah so a lot of pupils come to me and they say what should I buy as my first pedal what would be a do you, do you ever use the looper on the timeline sorry to cut in never really use the looper what how, I do. How do you use it? I think if you want if you want it with the multi switch in, you have to configure it for the multi switch. Right. Okay. So you have to go into the gubbins of the thing and right. Okay. Figure out what's what. But yeah. I'll, I'll show you in a minute as well how I might set up a delay maybe as well. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Yeah. So people ask me what what should I what should I buy? Yeah. Um, it's a big, big question, isn't it? Because it's what do you want to play? <laughs> well, it is. I mean, the the thing which I thought was quite an interesting way to look at it when I was doing a lot of work with a wedding band, I would look at my pedal board as if it was almost sort of divided into eras. Yeah. So, tremolo effect with a rock and roll slap back delay. Yeah. That to me is sort of sits in the kind of fifties. Yeah. You know, tape delay especially. Yeah. As we move into the 60s, people weren't really using quite so much the delay I would say on their guitar sounds. Yeah. Maybe, not until maybe the late 60s. Um, but things like Wah Wah were very prevalent. Yeah, you got Hendrix, the rise of Hendrix. That's it. Yeah, fuzz if you want, sort of the fuzz effect. Mm. And fuzz octave, you know, I mean, we haven't got a fuzz on here. Um... As you move into the 70s, it's your analogue delays, your analogue choruses. I've got a really lush analogue chorus here. Yeah. 
eighties to me, but I guess I'm, it is. Yeah, very eighties. Yeah. 80s. yeah. It's, a, it's a digital chorus, but it's very, very rich. Yeah. But on its own, you know, you could have a sort of. Especially if you take the delay off. Much more. Yeah, the police sound. Yeah. But there again, if you use it with a big delay, you're in the 80s, man. So I would suggest think about what you play, think about the style you play. The era, the, the song. <laughs> the era as well, you know, is there any point in getting a pristine digital delay sort of, which doesn't do anything but if you're playing in a fifties rock and roll outfit? Yeah. Yeah. Probably not. Is there any point in getting a single delay pedal rather than even something like say the flashback times four, you've got at least three delays on tap? Yeah. You know, which you can then toggle between if if you're in a band where you use lots of different delays. Yeah. You know, I I found for me this was the most convenient way to get the best delays that I could and get lots of them on my board. Yeah. And it, it also it's you know, if you're writing an album or writing songs, it's a game changer because it, there's so many great sounds in there. It's as as Pete Thorne said, it's an inspiration box. Yeah. Yeah, you could write songs, you know, based on some of the great sounds in there in a way, you know, they could really inspire you to write some cool stuff. Yeah, and it's got that, because I'm finding the looper can be a bit like that. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm with the looper, I've been putting certain things in, like, uh, for instance, that Tom Petty song, uh, Into the Great Wide Open. Oh, yeah, I know the one. Which is kind of rundown, isn't it? I um, wonder if I've got... Um, so, so you got this kind of like um that kind of rundown. Oh, I changed thought I've I've just used this to pra practice my uh my bends and stuff after our last lesson. And uh so I thought I'll just put it up in uh, B minor and so instead of uh having the E minor rundown you got this other rundown up here. So in B minor instead. And then you run to the... And back to the B minor. And uh, I put it all together on the looper and it's almost a song. <laughs> it's so, you know... It takes on its own lease of life. takes on its own lease of life. I wonder if I've got it recorded in there somewhere. Might do. Um, is it in there? Kind of almost bass ran into it. it. Takes on its own use of life, and then you can practice your bends over it. And that kind of thing. So, yeah, I'll turn that off again. That was a little aside, sorry. <laughs> but the loop, when you said about the timeline being an inspiration, I think mm. that 
the looping thing can be an inspiration for your practice and maybe songs come out of it as well. Absolutely. You know? I mean, when I was growing up and starting out looking at pedals, really the one thing which I I wanted was to be able to conveniently switch between clean and dirty. Yes, yeah. You know, I knew that my volume knob meant I could go from a cleaner sound to a dirtier sound or I could, I could shut off a dirty sound very, very quickly. But I hadn't really in my early teens, got into the finer points of it. Yeah. Yeah, I knew it made a great noise gate, you know, being able to just turn that volume off, and that's always always stayed with me. But to get all of the different sounds I wanted, that was going to take more work, and I didn't really grasp that until a few years later. Yeah. So the ability to kind of switch between clean and dirty, and I think for most of us, there are the occasions where we want a clean, clean sound. Yeah. It, you know, we might not want it for every song in the set, but certainly it has its uses. Most of the time we can get away with a clean sound with a bit of hair in it. Yeah. And maybe a, a good responsive amp and guitar will have rolled the volume back a little bit and taken some of the drive, like be an overdrive pedal or boosts off of, off of the signal to kind of lighten it up a bit. Um, but my, my thing was to switch between clean and dirty. And I think most people need that. Yeah. You know, even if it means you can kind of have like no hissing whatsoever and complete silence in between songs. Yeah. It's a great boom to be able to do that. So I personally found, well, I now use the, the amps overdrive. The getting a decent drive pedal was, was the thing. Now, people use drive pedals for different reasons. They, they use a drive pedal because they have to get their sounds wherever they go. They can take a pedal board wherever they go, but they can't, you know, maybe they, they share stages with other bands and use the amp that's provided. Yeah. You, you turn up and it's Fender Twin and you're doing a set of metal stuff. You could be in trouble if you didn't have a good drive on your board. Yeah, absolutely. Having said that, other people do it to just give different selection of tones to what they've already got. So they might start with a clean amp or, or an amp that's on the edge of breakup. And then have different drives, which they may stack together or may not stack together or use different types in combination or on their own to give the different vibes. I think a drive pedal is a really good place to start. Yeah. If that's you. If you're not if you're not getting the drive sounds out of your amp or they're not switchable. Because you've got, you've got the switchable. I mean, you've got the drive going from your amp, really, haven't you? So. I'm using the drive on my amp, so that's one thing you know. these days I don't do is possess a drive pedal. Yeah. Um, but I also, the gigs I do, I either arrange for me or I arrange them and I take my own gear. Yeah. However, if I was ever in a situation where I was in an originals band and I had to basically turn up with maybe a fly rig and go straight into any old amp, I'd need to rethink the process. Yeah. But at the moment, it's my gear put in my car, and so I get to choose. Yeah. Sort of how that goes down. So I think a drive pedal, a good drive pedal, maybe something that you don't already have. So if you've got an amp that maybe does a really, really good metal sound, but has a crap blues sound. Yeah. Go and get yourself something, you know, like, like a, a Watercraft Boss Blues driver. Yeah. Or, or one of the, you know, you know, one of the kind of really good sort of blues drives. Yeah. Which sort of lower gain, 
tone. That I think is a really good starting place because also most drive pedals have fairly simple circuitry. Um, one which is really, I think, popular is it the Angry Charlie or the Angry Larry. It's a JHS pedal. It's the Angry Charlie. Um, Boss and JHS have teamed up and they put that together with, a, I think it might be the Blues Driver. Right, okay. In one pedal. Oh, that's good. Red knobs and a white on a white pedal with red lettering. And I mean, that sounds like a great pedal because you've basically got two circuits in one and you can, if you fit a remote switch, like a remote boss switch into it, toggle, I think, between the yeah. two and blend them if you wish. It's a great pedal. So what does the what does the overdrive do to the sound? I mean, okay. we've got three settings. We've got tone, level and drive on mine. Right, okay. So... Your drive sets the amount of gain. This is the amount of distortion. Now, one thing that people don't always appreciate, we have said this before many, many times, but let's say it again. When you're using a clean sound, I'm on a clean sound right now. When I turn my volume up on my guitar, doesn't really change much if I have my little volume low. It sounds fairly similar to me whacking it up. Yeah. Now when you use a drive setting, so if you flick me over to the top. top. Perfect. Yeah, on the green, yeah. yeah. So I'm now on a drive setting on my amp. So I roll my body back. Yeah. Sounds up, doesn't it? So there's not as much gain or as much overdrive yeah. in my sound. So I increase the volume. different frequencies like kind of well uh, basically we are you're putting more into the input of the amp yeah okay yeah so with a, with a clean sound you've got you know you're you're essentially not you're, you're hitting the front end of the amp harder as you wind your volume up but it's designed to stay clean yeah with your overdrive when you're using a drive pedal or drive setting on the amp either way it doesn't matter as you roll your volume back sounds clean up yeah. As you hit them harder because you're putting more into the input, yeah. which is essentially what the gain's doing, is you know hitting. In that case, it might be silicon diodes or whatever. Yeah. But whatever, whatever, kind however, of amplifying, it's doing, your input, amplifying yes. your input. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So if you use a guitar with weaker pickups like the Tele, you get a brighter, most likely brighter and uh, lighter on the drive side of things kind of yeah. tone if you put in something like a humbucker yeah like the prs it would be uh, a thicker louder yeah. sound but what you're essentially hearing is different slightly different frequencies from the different guitars and more input volume right 
it doesn't really translate to an actual physical lift in volume that's good enough for a solo. Yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. So that's what a drive pedal does. So a drive pedal's a really great place to start. Now, one pedal I think is a little underrated, but really, really useful as a sort of side order to the drive pedal is a clean boost. Yeah. Now, we can use a clean boost in several different ways. Let me show you. Yeah. So, if you could pop me on the clean channel again. That was just by pressing the button. Board. Yeah. So, if I'm on a clean channel. Remember I said adjustments in volume on a clean channel. To a point. You know, so yeah, if you're going to put like 20 decibels of boost into a clean channel, it's going to start to break up. Probably. Yeah. Um, on a clean channel, as you hit the input harder, it just gives you more volume. So that's without any boost. With boost, yeah, considerably more. So that's a feasible boost that could take me from rhythm playing. GDA minor. Okay, I'll play rhythm and tune that I'll break into the similar thing but what we're going to do now is if we switch to the amps overdrive yep and i'm going to show you how trying to do it the same thing here doesn't really result in what we're looking for so we keep everything else the now, same that's right because this is this time because we're hitting a drive channel yeah we're not upping the volume we're just upping the game okay and people often think this will give you enough volume for a solo it won't okay you need to hit you know the actual master volume of the amp yeah. But I'm going to show you how this can be useful in a couple of different ways. But maybe an additional pedal that you buy at the same time, because you yeah. can buy them very reasonably, or you can go to town and get an expensive one. Uh, and how it, how it could maybe be reconfigured in different ways into your setup. You might even want more than one. So I'm going to start with you. I'm going to drive... <laughs>
our channel seemed to start off a little bit louder to start with than the actual yeah. clean down sounded initially. But the lead solo didn't lift. No, no, not at all. Ab above the backing, no. quite like it did on the clean sound. Still hear it yeah. just, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so. Didn't stand out. No. So where a clean boost might be useful is you could, if you're, if you're running an overdrive pedal into an amp, you could put it before the overdrive pedal. Yeah. And actually hit the overdrive pedal a bit harder. So you've got two steps of gain. Yeah. You could also put it after the overdrive pedal, which would give you a clear boost for your solos and would also boost your clean sound. So you'd have a boost for solos all round. The other option is if you kind of use the loop like we do, you put that pedal in the loop at the end of your chain and it boosts everything. Yeah, okay. So it, it, but it, where is it on yours? So for mine, and I'm going to give you the reasons why. I go into a compressor first. Yeah. Because compressors are good pedals to have early in the chain. Then into a wah wah, but wah wahs don't always like um, a buffered input. Yeah. Now, I've got this, you can choose inside, there's a little button which changes it between buffered and true bypass, and I have it set on the buffered setting. Right. So this is something else which, 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 people starting out might hear quite a bit. Um, what's the difference between buffered and true bypass? Yeah. So when a sound is buffered, so a pedal has some buffering, what it means is that you still go through, even when the pedal is turned off, you still go through a degree of the circuitry in the pedal. Yeah. Now where it can be advantageous for you is if you run fairly long guitar leads. Yeah. I mean, although I'm running you know, an 18-inch lead or so from my radio pack into my switcher, and then like a 20-foot lead at the other end, so that's 21, 22-foot, and then however much, you're another sort of two, three-foot of cabling. Just inside, yeah. You know, sort of depending on what I've got switched on. It's not outrageous, probably like a maximum of sort of no more than 30-foot of cable, yeah. but it can rob you of top end. Yeah. And what a buffer does is it keeps your signal strong because the extra length of lead is weighing down your, your signal with capacitance. Yeah. And it, it robs you of high end. If you've got a couple of 10-foot leads, one in, one out, it's probably less of an issue. But you, you want usually ideally a good buffer, especially on a bigger board. So not all buffers are the same. Some buffers are really great. I had trouble with the buffer in my TU3. Yeah. Uh, that's why it's on this board and it can be switched in and out using a true bypass gig rig switching unit. Yeah. Because that keeps it out of the line of other pedals when it's off. It was causing me a few issues before and I had it on a board in line with everything else. So true bypass means that literally your circuitry in your pedal, when you switch it off, is as if it doesn't exist. It's as if you've just got a longer lead and you're yeah. going out the other side and onwards. The advantage of that is you don't get any negative colouring of tone. Yeah. So if you go into several buffered pedals, <coughs> it can sometimes be a bad idea. A bit noisy. Mm, it can just it can mess with your tone. Right, okay. ruin your tone a bit. Your best bet is get 
either a pebble which you know is is you know got a good buffer on it. Yeah. Or a designated buffer. There's plenty out there. Get a good quality one. They're not all equal. Yeah. Um, but some are built into things like like the boost pedals. I had a Zvex Channel Two pedal, which cost me at the time about seventy quid. Not outrageously priced. Yeah. And I used that as my clean boost, and it was a buffer too, and it did it really, really well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But that can that sort of keeps your signal strong. So when you wind down your volume, you don't get mud, you get clarity. Yeah. You know, whatever amp I go into, this is this is the, the, the rig I use. So... I'll put my volume back to Still clear. sounds come through um so a clean boost i always thought you know, i used to see in, in the 80s you know friends of mine a friend of a friend of mine had like a, an mxr microamp and i was like dude what's the point of that yeah now i understand it's yeah. actually one of the most useful pedals i was introduced to it six or seven years back i went and bought an amp and uh, i tried this amp out at this guy's house and he had an EP booster, and I was sold. I was like, I've got to have me that. And there are some like the EP booster, which contain a slightly different circuit, which actually adds quite a nice bit of fairy dust to your signal as well. Yeah. Without ruining your tone, it actually makes it all better. So watch this space. Might have to buy an EP booster when I get money again. Just a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's staying. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so as, as a good side salad, I would say, you know, to an overdrive, having a clean boost is really good, especially if you're a guy who use, who does solos or as a guy who wants a couple of different levels of gain. Yeah. You know, you, you, if you want to just stomp and go for it, it's quite a good way of doing it. So, I mean, I didn't lift you as much. How do you lift the um, gain sounds? Right. So, had this because this is going into the overdrive, that's why it's just adding extra gain. It's like pushing more into yeah. the input. If I put it in the loop, what you would get is a lift, an yeah. actual volume lift, because then you're out the other side of the overdrive and now you're hitting the power amp harder. Like the old GE7. Exactly. Loop, yeah. Exactly that. So providing your amp's not flat, flat out, that's going to work quite well. I think another really great pedal to introduce people to um, because it's it's like a voyage of discovery you know like it's a wah wah yeah okay so we're going to have a quick look here at the the wah I've got um <laughs> So it's a frequency modulator, isn't it, really? Yeah, so the heel down position. Cutting out the bass notes as you press it down, is it? 
Was it raising the treble notes? With the heel down side, is it's sort of accentuating the bass. Yeah, killing the treble. It's, it's like an extreme tone pot in a way. Yeah, that you've got on a treble. Yeah, toe forward, it's all the treble. Heel back, it's all the bass. And does it roll off the bass and roll off the treble as well as increasing? Do you know what? I'm We're not sure. sure. Okay. However, <laughs> however <laughs> the the effect that you you get this wonderful kind of what 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 effect which yeah. allows you to accentuate better sort of every single note listen to, to Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix Yankee Rose by, yeah. by David Lee Roth there's so many good wild wild moments you know Shaft by Isaac Hayes yeah you know all that sort of stuff and Hendrix uses it for his noise as well doesn't he you just like I was watching his um, Woodstock mm. and it's just so noisy and it's almost like he's barely touching the guitar but he's uh, suddenly introducing notes it's great yeah, I mean, a while, a while, while can be a really, you know, when you've heard an evening of solos and everything's using a similar sort of tone, it's nice to have a while, while there to kind of, you know, sort of bring a little bit of a difference. You know, if you're doing all the funky stuff, you know. A while, while can add that wow kind of yeah. sort of emphasis. Mine's up there, so I can't really work with my foot too easily right now. But I think a while was really good. Again, talking of the prices of these things, I would steer clear of things that are just too cheap. Mm. Cheap for a reason, as we yeah. say. But you don't have to break the bank either. There's plenty of alternatives. Uh, when you look inside a Wawa, you'll be woefully dismayed at what isn't in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> pretty simple board. <laughs> Nothing there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's literally it's a pot, you know, worked by a ratchet system and a handful of electrical components. You know, you do look inside them and you go, well, why is the John Petrucci one one hundred eighty nine quid then? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's because John Petrucci. Oh, I'm stupid. Too vast. Yes, part of my cash. No surprise that they could, you know, get it down. They could probably make it smaller still, you know. Yeah. Um, but there's not a lot inside them. There's not a lot yeah. going on there, really. Um, quite a simple circuit. But what you pay for, really, apart from paying for the name, the Jim Dunlop name, which obviously is the biggest name in Wild Wild Pebbles, is the fact it's in a nice, sturdy case. Yeah. You know, it's 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 in a nice case. It's virtually unbreakable. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. Um, the little Wild Wild Mini, interestingly enough, as well, if you open up the Wild Wild Mini... There's a couple of little things inside where you can actually change the settings. All oh, right, okay. So you know it's not just a, a one-trick pony. There's there's things you can do to change the sound if you if you want it a slightly different way. I like the mini, but it does need to be mounted to a board. Yeah. And don't think that because it's the Wawa mini that it's any cheaper. Yeah. But if you want to go down the second-hand route, check on Gumtree. There's plenty of Wawas out there. Yep, Facebook Marketplace, Reverb, they're all good places to go. Sensible, sensible money. Overdrive pedals, you can't really beat things like your OD3, is it, the Boss? Yeah. That's a pretty cool drive, actually. Some yeah. The, some of the I other like ones are a bit can be a bit crass. As I say, I like the new Boss one, which has the red knobs on it, and is a mixture of the Angry Charlie, I think, and the, and the Blues yeah. Driver. Yeah, that's a really good pedal, because the Blues Driver does all your bluesy sounds. The Angry Charlie is a lot more aggressive. Yeah. And you can mix the sounds together, which I think is a really great feature. Well, it's got an additional blend button. 
I think they're like concentric knobs, so they're, they're like knobs with sort of a, oh, two halves. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You, gotcha. can, you can mix and match. So that's really good. As I say, with the Wawa, because there's so much you can do with it, Yeah. you know, you can do the funky thing, you can do the guitar talking thing, Yeah. you can really emphasise sort of notes like the sort of voodoo child approach. Yeah. It's a really cool pedal because you can, you know, you can just sit there playing with it. Yeah. And try it. It's used in so many places, even momentarily. You know, you listen to a Sweet Child of Mine, that massive fiddly run that he does, that's, you know, you've got the Wawa all over it, isn't it? Yeah. So I would say a Wawa, really good choice. Compressor. Compressor's a bit, it's a bit more of a sort of connoisseur's choice. Yeah. So if we go back to a clean channel, if I may. clean sound going on a clean sound has very little to carry us through it's quiet even though that's got a nice wet reverb and delay on it whereas a an overdrive ha carries that gain that yeah. sustain you know a little bit more naked with a clean sound yeah we use a compressor switch over to a, a dirty sound on the amp there yeah if we're using a dirty sound that's maybe not that dirty maybe even a dirty sound where we sort of back the body mark yeah so it's going to be somewhere quite, quite clean sounding yeah, so it's going to be a little bit warmer and more malleable than a clean sound. It's not going to be like a high gain sound where the guitar is going to be flowing and playing itself. Add in a compressor. Your 
clean, dirty sound, a bit more Quid up, you know, you can get the box Wawa's also very good. Yeah, uh, I believe the Wawa minis are now about 115 quid. Yeah, search around if you're after an overdrive pedal, it really will depend on the features in the pedal and the pedal that you get. Yeah, so maybe try a few and see what you like. You know, if you want a pedal laden with features like that, box be more expensive, yeah, it could be quite yeah, a little bit pricey and most sort of sailing past 100 quid mark or more. But if you just want to dabble your toe in the water, yeah. you know, things like a basic boss overdrive, if you just want to try it and see if it's for you, can be had for sort of fairly low dough. Compressors, again, they vary. Um, this is the thing, there's cheap and, and expensive versions of everything. So moving onwards, the phaser. So a phaser kind of came in in the, in the 70s. It's a kind of swooshy sound. There's a couple of effects which have this swooshy sound. Um, So that's a phaser. So some people use it for the, the funky stuff. It's got a little bit of a wah-wah feel to it, hasn't it? Yeah, it's still it's got that doing kind of, something different, but It's quite a sort of a simple sound, but it can also be quite cool when used for solo. Set we do money by Pink Floyd. Yeah. And I use it on money. Yeah, routes. So that's quite a cool effect. I also used to use it with say quite a large delay. Um Just running through the delays there, delays. Um, you used to do You Do Something To Me. Yeah. Yeah, the song. Um, it's by the guy with the jam with Paul Weller, is it? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. 
thought the phaser was. Yeah. I know it's a slightly Sounds different take on it, but I thought the phaser was kind of cool. Sounds good, yeah. So I used it. Um, phaser sort of kind of loosely falls under the modulation group of pedals, I yeah. would say. Now, I use my phaser into the front of the amp, and I would ex- you know, say to everybody, experiment. Front yeah. of the amp loop, you decide. If you like your effects super clean, go in the loop. loop. Yeah. But drives and things don't work very well in the loop. Neither, neither do compressors usually, nor, nor wah-wahs as a rule. Okay. Doesn't mean that you can't break that rule if that's the sound you like. Yeah. Um, but that's why I use my tuner, my wah-wah, my clean boost, my compressor into the front. The phaser goes into the front because I find it kind of like, it's the one effect that far from getting messed up when it goes in the loop, it seems to kind of latch on to the nice sort of harmonics in the drive sound. Yeah. So that's why it works for me in the loop and it works well. Um, some sort of modulation is always nice. I think once you get over the sort of wah wah and drive thing, um, modulations are kind of kind of a cool thing to go for. Phasers, you know, why go for a cheap and nasty phaser? You might as well go for the MXR one. They're not that expensive anyway. You can get yeah. for under 100 quid. Another form of um, sort of swishy, swashy sort of sounding pedals are the flangers. Yeah. Now, I don't have one on my board currently. You have you have I did one have, at home. I have, I've got one, yeah. I mean, a flanger, the, the, the whole thing with the flanger came from way back, I think, in the 60s. Somebody was running two tapes playing simultaneous things and they put their finger on the flange wheel of one tape machine and put it out of phase with the other one, which thus gave it that squishy, jet-like yeah. kind of sound. And hence, it's called a flanger. Yeah. There's no funny business. That's all it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So with a, with a flanger, if you want the kind of Van Halen jet-like sounds... Um, Listen to the beginning of Unchained by Van Halen. That is pure flanger. But you can also get a flanger to do sounds that are more like a chorus pedal. Yeah. They're not identical, but they're blinking close. Yeah. So if you get, a, a say, a flanger with a favourite switch. Yeah. I don't know if it has one, but it's quite possible the Strymon Orbit does. Yeah. Then you might be able to kind of get away with one flanger pedal covering your choruses yeah. and covering your flanger effects. Flanger does, as I say, that jet-like sound. It's, it's slightly more extreme, I would say, than, than most phasers. Right, okay. So, you know, I kind of, after having both on the board, thought, do I need both? For what I do, the phaser probably is more useful to me. Yeah. Simple and easy to set up with one knob. Chorus is the next thing. So, what does chorus do, Gary? Uh, does it... Uh, yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> Does it not um, have, uh, like, it takes the FX and then spreads them both ways and you end up with quicker uh, second... Oh, I'm struggling to explain. You're, you're, you're sort of on the I'm, right track. Yeah, I've sort of got a vague idea. <laughs> it essentially splits your signal and modulates one side of it. Yeah. It's probably more complicated than that. And if we asked a man in a white coat, either take us away or... Yeah. <laughs> or tell us a highly detailed but boring explanation. Yeah. Um, For me, I just think synth. Oh, okay. Ish. Synth ish kind of sound. 
I mean, basically, is you you have your signal split, and then one side is modulated. Modulated meaning moving in pitch. Yeah, we can choose the depth. I've got a Strymon pedal. The depth of the waveform. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then the speed. So how quickly it's yeah. sort of oscillating. Uh, I've got the Strymon Olar. It's quite an expensive chorus pedal, but they can be had like the other pedals, fairly low dose. Yeah. But you hear them on a lot of records. Great, some kind of shivery, amazing sounds. Yeah. So that's what a chorus pedal does. If you're thinking of places you might have heard it, you probably heard it on Message, by, message in a Bottle by the police. You'll have heard it at the beginning of Paradise City where he's playing yeah. the clean part. You'll have heard it on Run To You by Brian Adams, the main riff at the beginning. It's all over records. Yeah. It's absolutely all over records. Now, I when I play Purple Rain, I use a chorus pedal. I think the original was played on the flanger. Oh, was it? I think uh, the original was flanger, but the chorus sounds so good. Yeah. I'm like, that's artistic license, man. I'm going to go with it. Yeah. So, chorus and drive were actually the first two pedals I got. Yeah. But I was growing up playing guitar in the 80s, so you don't hear quite so much chorus these days. Yeah. So, it may be dependent, as I say, on what you do as to what is the best thing to go for. The other thing we might kind of chuck in the, in the bag with everything else is the tremolo effect. I've got one here. <laughs> Places. I mean, you've you've got things like "Keep the Faith" by Bon Jovi. Yeah. From okay, it was '92. I mean, yeah. but he had that sound over the chorus. <laughs> but you've also got. Um,
sort of vintagey kind of so again it might depend on where you lean if you lean towards 80s rock you might like the chorus yeah if you're leaning towards a 70s vibe the phaser might be for you. Yeah, Flanger also is quite an 80s kind of, you know, late 70s, early 80s effect. If you like bluesy stuff, you might find the tremolo does everything that you want it to do for those, yeah. if you play a lot of bluesy sounds. I find in truth that when I'm using my board live, my clean boost is on all the time. Yeah. My reverb is on all the time. My delay is on most of the time. My tuner is a must-have. Yeah. But a lot of the other things are like flavours. Yeah. Which either add a certain something, like the wah-wah, and the, and the compressor. They're subtle things, the compressor. The wah-wah is more in your face. Mm. And this is another reason why I say to beginners looking to get a pedal board together, you know, a compressor is one of those pedals you can plug in and go, you know, a beginner might go... I don't know if it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it, subtle. It yeah. is. It's a feel thing, and you actually might find that you you need to get your playing to the point where you're wanting your guitar to react in a certain way. You can't quite put your finger on it, or it's not happening. Yeah, and you might find someone who's just out of the gate isn't quite there yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You okay. know, a lot of people once they've had a compressor would miss a compressor. I would miss a compressor for certain things. When I want it, I want it. Yeah, so it has to be there on the board waiting for me, but I'm not going to use it all of the time. Yeah, where I used to find it incredibly useful is when you're doing those sort of low volume or sorry, low gain kind of Dave Gilmore style solos that the guitar you want it to react like it's a high gain sound. Yeah, you want the sustain, you want the yeah. notes to go on, and with an amp cranked up, a compressor can kind of push the note to last long enough so that it catches into feedback. Yeah. And reacts in a more a more sort of natural way, but without the noise and without the gain. Yeah. And that's yeah, kind cool. of cool. I used to use it a lot on a track called Coming Back to Life, which we used to do a lot. Um, so if you're a beginner, you want a pedal to do something. Yeah. So that's why I think overdrives, wah-wahs, clean boosts, but be aware of where you're putting it, are yeah. really useful pedals. After that, maybe a modulation. Yeah, delay, I think, would be it's an obvious choice, really. Isn't Certainly. It? I mean, delay, again, I always found, you know, a single delay was okay. Mm. It's all right. It sort of does the job. It's when you get into the realms of needing very specific delays. Yeah, it gets quite expensive then, doesn't it? <laughs> like that, exactly. So yeah. what is delay? Well, what is delay? Let's have a brief rundown of that. Delay is basically we're hearing the note and then we're hearing a repeat of that note. Yeah. And it's how that repeat is delivered. Or, or repeats. because Yeah, so how many repeats, what the gap is, the delay time, between playing the note and hearing it come back to us. Yeah. Uh, if that delay is in some kind of set pattern or is it straight? Boom, 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 boom. Or is 
work out pattern delay. Dum de dum de dum de dum de dum. Mm. All of those things make a big difference in the kind of delay it is. Yeah. So tape delays tend to have a dirtier repeat. Mm. Um, indeed, a couple of the knobs on that pedal there, it really goes into it. You can adjust the crinkle of the tape. Yeah. Because the oh, original right. tape delays had, say, so many heads, like six heads or whatever, that would record your sound and then play it back Yeah. moments later. And so the more worn the tape got, yeah. the worse the recording of your original guitar sound it was. And so it could adjust the, the grit in the sound and the crinkle Goodness. Yeah. to, to good, quite, almost it? give you that worn tape sort of sound. So very, very cool. Um, and again, you might find if you're... You'd hear it straight away if you're a beginner, wouldn't you? That's the thing, I guess. Um, delay. That's the one advantage with something like a delay panel is you can make lots of weird and wacky noises. There's a really cool company out there called Earthquaker Devices. Yeah, I've seen Shout out to Earthquaker Devices. <laughs> who do a bunch of kind of fairly straightforward pedals. Like I think they're, they're quite... Well, there's obviously someone there who's got a sense of humor or someone in marketing. <laughs> they call the Compressor the Warden. Oh, yeah. And there's like a prison warden on the front. Of the <laughs> um, but they do some some stuff with kind of unusual combinations, like delay and reverb, but served up in quite a kind of ethereal kind of way yeah. in yeah. one pedal. I can't remember what it's, what it's called. It's called the dispatch pedal. So they do a lot of quite weird and wacky things. Yeah. So, you know, you can end up buying those because they sound really cool than having nowhere to use them. But it really does depend on what you're doing in your musical life. Mm. For the regular stuff that you're likely to make money out of, you know, the gigs that we do, this sort of pedal board covers quite a lot of ground. Yeah, jackknife. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it covers, it covers a lot of ground, mainly because of the delay pedal. Yeah. And because we've got enough to cover sort of sounds from, from very bluesy sounds up to some quite sort of modern sounds in conjunction with a good amp and guitar. Yep. And also I tend to use amps that are very um, transparent so I can really hear that this is a telly. switch from guitar to guitar that makes a difference so if I go for something like the, the Sir GG Modern it has a very big smooth modern sound there's more gain on tap yeah and you know it's a, it really sort of serves say some of the, the kind of sort of 80s sort of sounds and yeah sort of old school metal sounds really really well then you change to something like a Les Paul it's you're in Gary Moore territory straight away yeah it's got voice yeah so the age guitar has got a very individual voice so backing that up with a pedal board that isn't biased towards one one thing but it's just designed to kind of yeah cool allow you to tap into kind of the country vibe the rock vibe the metal vibe whatever you want to do sort of is a cool thing yeah but i would i would suggest with all of these things 
I know it's really tough when you're young, you're impulsive, you're going to a music shop, oh, I'll go have that one. Yeah, it looks well, good. Well, I'm actually, that's really red. cool. It's red. <laughs> I want it in blue. Um, but try and be, um, what's the word, sort of subjective about it as you can. Try and try a few pedals. Listen to the guy yeah. who's serving you because he wants you to come back. He wants you to buy more stuff. Yeah. And so it pays him to do a good job and to sell you the right thing. Yeah, he's yeah. on your side, really. Yeah. You know, because being on your side means that he's, you know, also kind of serving himself well. Yeah. And he sells you completely the wrong thing and you hate it and you don't use it again. That's no good to man nor beast. Yeah. yeah. You know, so listen to what people sort of say, you know, and, and think about the music that you're doing. What are your musical needs? Yeah. You know, it's all well and good buying that lovely shiny metallic blue pedal that does the weird sounds. When actually, yeah. Yeah, when actually the thing that's really bugging you is the fact that you can't get your solos heard. Yeah. You know, you, you're better off sort of buying a good clean boost. Yeah. You know, if you if you find that your, yeah, if you find that your pedals are, are kind of mounting up a little bit, bite the bullet, buy yourself a little pedal board, buy yourself a power supply. Mm. You know, sometimes those things are hard for us to commit money to because they don't make any noise. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're not as interesting. Really useful, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, be sensible Be sensible yeah, about it. Supply. I think once you get beyond, like, a couple of pedals, it, it becomes a bit of a bore setting them up at every gig. Yeah. And rolling around on the floor, kind of plugging power supplies in and things. Yeah. You know, I get to a gig, everything's pre-wired in my, in my case here. I just put... The, the pedal board on the floor, I run one massive chug of cable of a cable snake to my yeah. amp. Yeah. Plug the pedal board in. So there's the cable snake, so to speak. Homemade, man. It's got four cables running, all cable tied together. That's it. So we've got one to the front end of the amp, the input essentially, one to the send of the loop, one to the turn of the loop, and one for the foot switch to the amp. Yeah. You know. But ask yourself those questions. So when you're buying a pedal, you know, I think anyone can benefit from a good overdrive, a good clean boost. Yeah. A good um wild, wild pedal. Wild pedal, a delay pedal, a delay pedal, a modulation, and a, and a tuner. Yeah. Okay. The order you buy those in is up to you. If you hate the sound, the overdrive sound on your amp. You're either going to have to buy an overdrive pedal that works for you or buy a new amp. Yeah, yeah. So that might take priority. If you love the sound of your amp but you can't be heard, then really you need a clean boost to go in the loop. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're bored of the sound that you've got but you've got a boost for solos and you've got a good overdrive sound and everything, then maybe consider something that changes your sound up a little bit. Yeah. Like maybe a wah-wah pedal. Yeah. You know, if you're finding your sound a little bit dry and you want you know, you, you want to write some stuff that's maybe got a bit more of a halo around it, think about a nice reverb or a nice delay pedal. What are your needs? Yep. What do you need to accomplish your cool. you know what you've got to do? Thanks very much. All right, over the cell Stay tuned for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com.
Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do. And if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Yeah.